Friday. Casual. How we roll. Head bobbing to the music. Hey, everybody. This is Casual Friday on Digital Charcuterie. My name is James Razile. I'm joined today with my good friends, Barry and Rob. Hey, guys. Hey, James. I came here to bob my head to the music. I'd appreciate if you put that back on, please. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wait for Tupac to bust in there. I know. <laughs> Oh, all right, not making fun of the Friday, the casual Friday music is the best music you're ever going to find on the YouTube that is copywritten free. Uh, both of you have major flexing going on with your hats. Uh, we won't talk about those. Uh, got, you got Seattle representing and Warner Brothers representing. Warner, Warner Brothers, of course, being the uh, everyone's favorite TV show is there. But this is Casual Friday and Digital Charcuterie. If this is your first time watching this show checking out this show we're gonna let you know what it's all about it's casual we just talk about whatever we want to talk about we start off with your email questions we put those on the screen cha-ching we look at them we read them we discuss them and we go through them and then as it goes on we have various other topics you'll see right here today we've got your emails and then we're going to talk about lex luther and batgirl what's up with that uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog shared universe, and we've got some Batman conversation coming up later on to get going. If you want your email read on this and discussed on this show, send us an email at digitalcharcuterie at gmail.com. It is on the screen and is in, um, it is in the description down below as well. And that's how we do it here. We're just going to talk whatever we want to talk about on Friday. Rob, Barry, Barry, Rob, you guys ready? Ready as there would be. Yeah, let's do it. Both ready. All right. Topic number one is an email. Hey, I love the video's quick question. Which will be the bigger movie, the Batman or Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness? Can't wait to hear you discuss Philip Trochet. Trochet? Sorry if I said that wrong. Um. All right, Philip, thanks for the email. Thank you so much. Great, great question i don't have an answer actually i do i think 100 percent the bigger movie is going to be dr strange into the multiverse of madness i think for a plethora of reasons um one of them of course it is a marvel movie and marvel is triumphant although you can argue batman is batman but marvel has a better track record than all things dc <laughs> at the moment and uh, on top of that uh, the length of batman and the serious tone of batman i think will detract from people and adding even more to that, Rob, we'll start with you after this last thought, is Doctor Strange 2 has multiples upon multiples of cards up their sleeve that they could pull out at any time when they think that they're tracking a little bit weaker than they need to be. They could pull out their Professor X. They could pull out their Wolverine. They could pull up their John Krasinski in a billion different roles. They could pull out whatever they want. And they've got that and they have that in their back pocket, just like they had with Spider-Man, where they had the three Spider-Man ready to go. So, Rob, what are your thoughts? Will Who will be victorious, Batman or Doctor Strange? Well, just for context, we're looking at like the entire box office, right? At the end of the day, which one's going to have more, right? Worldwide? Assuming that's yeah, what we're thinking yeah, of. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I I, I do agree with you. Uh, it'll probably be Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. Mostly because, yeah, I mean, it's got an entire universe of, you know, how, how many, however many movies it is now. 26 movies or 27 movies. This will be the 28th, I believe. One of, the, one of those two. And just for that amount of stuff and all the hype going into it and the fact that it's a Marvel movie and, and they've been doing quite well, especially with Spider-Man, I do think oh. it'll probably be Doctor Strange 2. However, there is a factor here that I think could lead Batman into doing much closer to, uh, to, like, they might be closer than we think. And that's for the fact that, you know, we've now had three, no, four Marvel movies last year. I believe that all four of them did, were, did not uh, uh, show in China. And Batman, we know, is going to be in China. So, I mean, it could, you know, out of nowhere, the first superhero movie in a long time showing up in China, that might cause it to, you know, make like $400 million or $500 million. Who knows, right? It could be like a gigantic blockbuster in China. So I could see if Doctor Strange 2 is still not shown in China, just like the others were last year, um, I think that China number could prove to make it closer than we think it could be. But right now, I think with what we know about both of the movies and the length of uh, the Batman, I do think Dr. Strange two will probably make a fair bit more. I think it'll make more than a billion. You know, I think the Batman could still be a question mark as to whether, where, whether it will make a billion or not. But uh, yeah, the right. And right now I'm going with Dr. Strange too. Barry, what do you think? Yeah, I was siding with Doctor Strange too. I think for me, um, as much of a DC fan as I am, I think Batman's a little played out. <clears throat> so I, that's kind of my my biggest critique with the Batman series is it just seems like they're reinventing the wheel. Doctor Strange too kind of caught me off guard just because I did watch um, the WandaVision show and then I took myself and the family to you know Spider-Man No Way Home and that kind of lit the fire under all of us. I think Marvel's on a roll here and I think Dr. Strange two is going to continue that kind of what we've seen in all the different Disney plus series. <clears throat> I think Batman, again, it'll be solid because it's a new Batman, a new iteration of the Riddler. But again, I'd, I personally would like to see them pull in some other like less known villains and maybe give them kind of a present day spin. Um, I think if you want to definitely re-energize the Batman series and kind of continue that legacy, that's the way to do it. <clears throat> Box office wise, yeah, Doctor Strange 2, I think, in the Americas is going to do really well, just the West in general. The East is the big question, and again, I'm going to go Marvel on this one just because I know in countries like Japan and South Korea, Marvel does have a real heavy presence there already. So the fact that you tack on that name to a movie series will have it do slightly better. And then the Batman, everyone kind of knows Batman too, but not as well as Marvel in the East, in my opinion. So again, you know, I, I never China's... China's kind of a, I don't know, I, it's interesting. I As I've watched kind of some of the Marvel and DC stuff just kind of go back and forth in China, it's interesting what clicks and what doesn't. Um, so I'm going to go vote more on kind of what Japan, South Korea, and South Asia are going to allow and what's popular there to kind of make that decision. I, it's fine. I never, Rob, I never thought of, of the China factor into it, but I don't think... What, what would it make in China? Think like a hundred million? I don't think that's going to be the difference between these two films. I think a uh, hundred is what a hundred is what I think it probably will make. But I'm just saying, I it's possible that you know because there has not been like really a superhero movie in China released in like however long, right? Seemingly, um, I don't know. I, I actually I don't know if Venom Two was released in China. That I don't know. But I know from the from the MCU 
Did we lose Rob? No, uh, buffering. Rob's buffering. I I look, I think it's a hundred million dollars, whatever. I don't think it's gonna make more than that in China, Barry. I think um it just and I think even if it did do that and Doctor Strange didn't premiere in, in China, I just think that there is gonna be more of a difference. And I know the movie I know the Batman is is selling well ticket wise, especially south of the border, but I can tell you Let's just, for perspective, I don't live in a big city or anything like that. It's a tiny, but for perspective, let's just use my my theater that I'm going to be going to, and let's just pretend that that reflects the world, okay? My theater for Spider-Man No Way Home was so jam-packed that it had to add an extra showtime, extra a couple extra showtime on the Thursday screenings, okay? It had to add, it had to add more showtimes earlier in the day than they wanted to the batman barry i haven't bought my ticket for the batman yet and i'm going on the first day that i can but i don't have to buy it now because i'm telling you and i'm looking at the app that five i think it's five or six seats have been sold for that show and the show earlier than it there's a showtime one showtime earlier but it's in a lesser theater it has sold zero seats at the moment. So if you use that as a barometer, because I'm not saying this is, you know, this is everything right here, but we use that as a barometer. It te- it's, it's telling me that the Batman, as popular as it's going to be, it's not going to hold the weight of, of the Marvel type movies. Yeah, I agree. It's funny because I talked to my kids when Spider-Man No Way Home came out. I mean, they were all hyped to go see that. And it was just fun. So I think the family dynamic will play a role into that. I see the Batman kind of more your young adult age, not so much a, like a family-friendly movie, <laughs> just some of the content. Um, <clears throat> but I don't also, like, for example, I have a relative who is a big Rob Patterson fan. So I think you're going to get that dynamic added into it too, which will push it up to get a gainable profit, but again, not enough to supersede uh, Doctor Strange in comparison. Yeah, I can't see it doing better than Doctor Strange. I, it would be great, but I just... Um... Not that it would be great. It's just it would be it'd be intriguing if Batman was able to, and that would be that would be a big boost for DC and Warner Brothers. But I don't think that's going to happen. I do have a question for you on the Batman though, because we got we had uh, we're having the Batman coming, and then we had Batfleck before, and then we had Nolan three, the three Christopher Nolan grounded in reality, very you know real ultra realistic Batman, not ultra realistic, but ultra realistic Batman movies. Now we're getting this Reeves one, which kind of almost feels the same as the Nolan one. Do you think that that was, is the right call for, for this movie? Or do you think Batman is a character that might, maybe they should, maybe they should parlay him more into a sci-fi fantasy element and make him more, you know, the clay face poison Ivy uh, character that, you know, many of us know and love from the comics. Yeah, I'm probably uh, an outlier on my opinion on Batman here, but I think what I enjoy and miss is the cheese. There's got to be a little more cheesiness to it. I love the seriousness, and I love kind of like the like the Riddler thinking about how would you adapt that to a to a present world real villain is pretty exciting to think about. But I think we've got to add a little bit of cheese to it. So I, I would like to see a little bit more of that in Batman. I like the sci-fi fantasy element, and I'm I'm probably the first one to say we need a Batman Beyond movie series. I mean, that's my wheelhouse is I love fantasy and sci-fi and the post, the post 
Batman world with, uh, you know, cartoon series that I kind of grew up with. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I mean, I could easily see it's something new, exciting and different. You could easily do three to six movies just in that spectrum alone. But I think Batman's always going to be a bit of a dark grittiness to it. Cause again, that's what the comics and cartoon were originally. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I grew up with Adam Maybe, West. Yeah, I love Adam West. I can't get enough of him. And so, yeah, like the 60s Batman, love that movie purely because I love that era and I love the cheesiness of it. But it's also your traditional stereotype superheroes. So that's my wheelhouse. Um, I think I think they could maybe do more kind of like a high school level, like maybe a 15 and up, maybe tone it down there and you could attract more people in. And you can get, add that family dynamic to push your profit margin over a little bit more. Uh, be another it's approach. Not- it's hard to it's hard to say right now with without seeing the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we are going to get into a little bit. We did. Um, I was able. I was lucky enough to get some emails from people who who have watched on the channel and have watched Rebel Scum podcast who have seen the movie. Saw it last night and they sent in uh, some little blurbs on their thoughts on it. So that's kind of awesome. We'll get to that later on. Rob will be joining us. His internet crapped out, but he will be coming back. He promises, but his promises are usually empty. I'm just joking. All right, let's go on to what was that? Oh, I wanted to highlight something from the chat. I think Alex brought up a good point. Batman will win the awards. I agree there. It always seems to be the case when you're watching uh, those award shows when it comes to like best cinematography, best soundtrack, you know, actors, actresses. Yeah, I think hands down the Batman, especially after the Nolan series, is really gonna, they're going to take home a couple Emmys with that one. I think um, I believe the Dark Knight was nominated for cinematography. And actually, Batman Forever was also nominated for Best Cinematography. Batman Forever, the Joel Schumacher classic, which I actually I actually love that movie. I know I'm the only one, but whatever. <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only one that needs to like it. I'm the only one in my own. I like head. Batman Forever, so <laughs> I'll get <laughs> we, kicked off the chat for that one. <laughs> <laughs> we need more Batman and Robin. Exactly. Right, let's move on. Let's move on to our second email. And our second email says, "Hi guys, hello." Glad to see you're back to these videos after all this time. Yep, it's been four years, and it's it's nice to get back to this, back to digital, uh, back to digital charcuterie and casual Friday and Super Tuesday and all that stuff. Really enjoy the content. Thank you. I was hoping for next Casual Friday you could talk about the Uncharted movie after its success, uh, and with Sonic Two coming out, if you think there is hope that video game movies will will start being good and do well at the box office. And with this topic, it's perfect timing. Rob is back. Barry, I'll I hope go. you don't mind. I'm going to st- I'm going to start with Rob on this one, Barry. So before his internet dies on us again. But Rob, <laughs> I know you you're a big gamer. Barry, are you a big gamer? Yeah, I'm more an RPG guy. So Final Fantasy okay. is my jam. All right. So Rob, I know you've played Uncharted. I, yeah. I know you, okay, I know you're intro you were you were you were probably going to go see this movie because you go to see every single movie that comes out and i know you've been in china working on the olympics for the last decade so you haven't had a chance to see it that's why you haven't seen it yet we should let everybody know that that's why you are not in the loop on everything as of right now you're still getting back into this into this time zone (laughs) you have your 47 hour flight and two days of sleeping nonstop. but you see this question now about uncharted do you think that there is the chance of video game movies uh, 
I mean, we just had Mortal Kombat, which did very well for HBO Max. Now Uncharted is a big hit, bigger than people thought. The audience score was, I believe, the Rotten Tomatoes critic score was 39%, and the audience score was something like 92% for Uncharted. Are video game movies on the up and up? Do you have faith that they will slowly uh, become maybe the next comic book movies? So, firstly, I just got to say, I, I clearly China does not like me talking about their box office. That's why they booted me off the Internet. Uh, but anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um, yeah, I, I think when it comes to video game movies, it really is like a um, let's see what you got thing. But first, like, I don't know if they're going to be on the up and up altogether because there was like, you know, yeah, Mortal Kombat did pretty good. But then that Resident Evil movie came out last year, too. And that did hot garbage. Uh, so it kind of like depends on the property and it seems like something like uncharted, like the, the, the fans and like the moviegoers like, like to see stuff like that. Sonic, very kid friendly, very fun type of stuff, especially when, um, a property like that goes as far as they did, where it's like they re released the first trailer and everyone hated the design and they literally went back to, to essentially, you know, please the fans and give you a much better look, a look that's more akin to what they see in the video game. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that it will be literally like a uh, case by case basis about what, what they'll want and what they, uh, what, what will catch on and what won't catch on. But what it, what I do think that uh, something like Uncharted and Sonic and possibly Sonic two uh, really, um, hits on is that if it's good people will see it video game movies aren't just dead they're not just you know release a video game movie you'll make you you'll make no money and it won't be good at all it's literally like you gotta like put all the effort into it and make sure that you know you're you're putting out a product that the fans will like and the fans will care about and stuff like that and then that will work out and i also think that you know it also didn't hurt that the fact that you got Un uncharted that came out with literally the, the biggest movie that's come out with the with the same star i should say as the biggest movie that's come out in like two years and having tom holland in it did not hurt whatsoever i don't think especially the fact that you know how good spider-man did but anyway that's kind of my thoughts i think it's going to matter case by case basis as to what's coming out resident evil won't, won't do well those types of properties but uh you know uh, when, when you're when you're releasing something like sonic or uncharted that could work out very well and i look forward to seeing uncharted i hope it's good i haven't seen the new resident evil but I, that just i don't know that seems like a franchise that sh it has thrived like there was what nine of the other ones and then this one but i feel like that's a franchise that deserves better and can be better barry have you had a chance to see uncharted and, and what do you think of the future for superhero for super for video game movies I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's on my list. Again, I think Tom Holland is kind of in his golden hour as an actor. So anything you slap his name on is going to drive a crowd. So that's a very strategic marketing strategy. Um, even my kids. No, no. Uh, I've got a little bit of reference for Uncharted, um, but I've never really played this series myself. I, uh, I know it looks exciting, kind of an adventure game, but that's usually not my jam because I'm just honestly not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, having Mark Wahlberg and... Tom Holland lead those roles. I mean, it, from the trailer, at least, it looks like they were kind of made for that. And I think, um, just looking at the chat, a couple people have seen it and they enjoyed it. And I think to Rob's point, I'm definitely of the opinion a video game movie should be a lot more better than they are. Just because, just from a planning perspective and in the tech industry and the tech mindset, you essentially write a game like you would write a movie anyway. So 
all the work is kind of done there. So it's kind of my same opinion when it comes to like adapting a book into a movie. You've got the foundation, you've got the layout. Now expand upon it, improve upon it, and make up for the areas where you're like, eh, that didn't work out really well, or maybe we change that and make that better here and still stick with the, you know, the lore elements that have really been established. No, yeah, totally. And I think at the same time, they're also trying to uh, establish something new with each product that they're doing. So that's why I guess why they're not completely um, adapting something exactly as it is in, in the video game. Like we, we'll see how something like uh, The Last of Us will work out. I mean, that's not a movie that's going to be a TV series, but I'm curious how much they're going to adapt and how much they're going to change. Like whether it will be something more like... Um, like a straight ad adaptation, which I can't even think of one right now. I don't know how out straight adaptation Uncharted is, but it could be something more like The Walking Dead, where maybe they're uh, um, adapting like certain parts of the story and then uh, putting in hold other elements. Because I would think that would probably be the case, but uh, I'm not sure. Do you think that's one of the things that hinders video game movies? Is the video games have these big, epic, uh, prolonged. Uh, stories that are very detailed centric and they take you 20 30 hours to complete 45 hours whatever it is to complete and a movie you've got two hours and they strip it all down and they kind of give it the bare bones and they and um, it's almost you know they'd be more beneficial instead of to straight up uh recreate what you're playing is kind of you they need to have more of the heart and soul of the game into their stories i was just watching the 2018 tomb raider the other day and my favorite parts of that movie were the parts where it wasn't Tomb Raider. I just felt like they kind of, they kind of, I was like, oh, this is actually fun. I'm like, but this is not yeah. Tomb Raider. Like, it's like Tomb Raider, like these, they almost try too hard to make the movies when it's like, I, I don't know. And then we talk about this, you know, with Batman coming out and but what Marvel did was Marvel was like, they were kind of like, ah, screw superheroes. We're just going to do it, right? There's no like big, elaborate, the origin stories aren't big and elaborate anymore in the Marvel movies. They're just kind of like, ah, yeah, this is the character. This is it. Uh, yeah. Like, Shang-Chi, he's you know, he doesn't fall into a vat of acid and come out as a kung fu master. It's like he's like, Yeah, I trained. You know, it's like the Marvel just kind of like, you're gonna like it, just like get you like you're they kind of understand that you're already on board. And I think video game movies should understand that as well as when you go see these movies, we're already on board. We know what's going on. And actually bring it back to the Batman. The thing that I like about Batman being in his second year as Batman is they know that we know. Batman's backstory. Like, if I have to watch his parents get murdered again or Uncle Ben die again, I just like I don't need to sit through that anymore. I've I've been through that. You know, my childhood. Like, we've seen that a million times. And video game movies, they have they they need to maybe just take that next step and act as a sequel to the game and just like just little verbiages here and there to let you know what it's all about for the people for the noobs that are in the the theater watching these things. Just like guys, we all love Star Wars and. And a new hope, a new hope ended up being the fourth part, and all it is is a line from Obi Wan Kenobi saying, "The Clone Wars, yes, we fought in a war," and everyone's like, "Yeah, okay, that's enough." And then you see it, and you're like, "Okay, well, there's a big thing there." That's all these things take. We forget that sometimes all you need is a line of dialogue to explain what's going on. But I digress. Oh, no, I was going to use Monster Hunter as a reference. Uh, yeah, saw that. <laughs> that's a good example where it's like they just, you know. The game was great in and of itself, and then they spent like 30 minutes not even really getting into the lore, killing any hope to hook an audience in. Then you get the battle scenes at the end, and you're like, that was it. <laughs> no, I think a little more heart, a little more heart and soul, a little more understanding of the lore. 
and to your point, James, throw in a couple throwaway lines that, you know, sum up 30 minutes of content. Yeah. I got to say hi to Mr. Rez in the chat, Mr. Rez. I'm a big fan of Mr. Rez. Hey, Mr. I, Rez. On Rebel, on Rebel Scum, I say the opposite, but on here I say I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on it. to our, our next email topic today. This is our third email. Bam! This is a longer one, so I got to take my breath. <sighs> Hello. Hi. Uh, I got to watching your latest live stream late. That's fine. Thanks for watching. Uh, and I was thinking about the Batman and the possibility of the Joker in it. Everyone seems to be thinking about that. Uh, do you think the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is the Joker in this world? And at the same, and as time goes on, he was slowly forgotten about. And uh, BK, I'm just going to say BK, Barry Cohen becomes obsessed with the urban legend of the Joker and picks up the mantle. And if the internals guys isn't playing him, who would your choice to play the Joker in the Batman? Thanks, Miguel. Hey, thanks, Miguel. Barry, let's start with you. The Joker, <laughs> look, the Joker is, uh, I, I actually really, really enjoy that movie, The Joker. Um, I don't think that this, that that, universe is in this universe whatsoever but barry i'm gonna let you start with it oh i don't know enough <laughs> to comment accurately um i don't think but, but you haven't seen here's the thing you haven't seen the batman i haven't seen it so you know you have you seen the joker yeah yeah so you know as much as i do so just speculate away and mm. <laughs> let's hear what you have to say about it again uh i don't know i think his portrayal is probably one of the best jokers we've received and it would be entertaining um, but I'm just curious to how DC's doing it again in a Marvel way of things. I could see them using Joaquin Phoenix as that Joker in this new reiteration. But again, DC's kind of like it seems like they throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks. Um, I think it's an interesting concept um, for someone to kind of pick up the mantle of the Joker. Um, I'm not too educated on the comics, so I'd be curious to know if there was a rendition of that already. And if there is, yeah, let's incorporate that. Um, Rob, see. Rob you know that you know more comics, Rob. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. There, well, there... well I, again, there's so many different versions of it that I can think of. I I can't think of one off the top of my head that is like that. But of course, there are like you know multiple versions of the Joker where they do it. Where there's a you know, um, the, in the uh, Flashpoint universe, right there. That's that's one where where uh, Martha Wayne is Joker and stuff like that. So they could literally do whatever they want i mean um it would be interesting very much and like, uh, similar to uh barry how you, how you said it's like i do think that performance joaquin does in that movie is one of the best ones like it's right up there with heath i think but uh you know the only reason why i can't put it as high as heath is the fact that he doesn't have a batman to play off of right 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 uh uh, like if, if, if one day Joaquin Phoenix play off of a Batman, that would be, that would be my, uh, real comparison point as to whether, uh, he could be as good as, uh, as Heath is, but, um, yeah, at, whether I think it will actually be, uh, he'll they'll do it. They'll do it. I doubt it. I mean, they're already talking about like, you know, a Joker two with, uh, Todd Phillips, right. Coming back to direct and, and so forth. So I'm, I, if I'm betting on it, they, they probably want themselves another Oscar. That's why they probably want to do that one. So I'm, I, I imagine they're going to, they're going to keep that, uh, separate altogether. But, um, if Barry, uh, I, I thought it's Barry Keegan, I think 
uh, because uh, I, I think it's just like seen her similar to that uh, girl that's in uh, Belfast, K- K- Katrina Belf. She has like an O in it. I think the O's are just basically si- silent. In uh, I thought Irish. it was Kian that's too, like, but then I heard people say it's uh, not Kihan. 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 Okay. Well, so if, if that's the case, then I have no idea. But uh, yeah, what if it's not very uh, Kihan, Keegan? Hoogan or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> if it's not him, I mean, they they got a litany of uh, actors that they could uh, come, come in to bring the Joker. For me personally, I just hope that Jared Little's not one of them. Uh, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, yeah, uh, Barry Keegan. Why not? Like I, I thought he was one of the better better parts of Eternals. So I think he's a very solid actor. Barry, who would be your choice to play the to play the Joker in this new rendition of Batman? Having not seen it, it's tough because you don't know what the the mood is like. Dan, I'm going to go Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, again, I would have said Heath Ledger, but he's not here with us anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think that's where you win, and <clears throat> I think the dynamic is a little interesting. The fact how the age difference. So you've got a young Batman with rob patterson and now you've got joaquin phoenix who's really an aged joker so i'm interested to see the dynamic here the conflict you know the father son sort of riding into it and again both tragic stories and the fact that joker went one way batman went the other now you bring in the element of different generations and generational problems that to me would be a pretty exciting story to kind of see in our present day and age kind of the mistakes and successes of each generation in conflict and you could play that out within the Joker and Batman themselves. I like the idea that the Joker existed in this universe. And as time goes on, they kind of forgot about like the Ghostbusters. They forgot about who the Joker was, but this new, this new kid comes up, this young adult comes up and he's like, he knows he's heard the stories and he incorporates his own madness into being that. And maybe he's a little bit more diabolical than the Joker we got in Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I don't think that's how it's going to play out in the Batman, but I think that's a really intriguing uh, plot device to use for that character. Because the joke, the thing with the Joker too is, you know, we do videos on this channel and we have conversations and the, the ones that really click with people are the ones about the Joker. People want the Joker. They're like, let's get the Joker. Where's the Joker? Is the Joker in the Batman? The Joker's got to be the Batman. That's all anybody wants. And then at this, uh, but the flip side of that is everybody says, they keep using the Joker. It's like, you can't win. Either you use the Joker too much or you haven't used the Joker. One or the other. And I think this is a great way to incorporate a Joker that we all know into a movie. And then that will have a new Joker and because the thing with the Joker that's so great is there's no real true backstory on the character. There's been mm-hmm. different iterations of it and people are, you're able to play with it as much as you want. He could be a nobody. He could be dropped into a vat of acid. It doesn't really matter. You can do whatever you want with him. And so the idea of this, uh, of, of BK, <laughs> the actor from the Eternal <laughs> Dunkirk, <laughs> Barry Keegan, Burger, Keegan, Burger King, Burger King, Burger King. The idea that that he could be the Joker, but he's a Joker based on a previous Joker. I think that's a that is as intriguing as any other Joker we've gotten. To be honest with you, because it's like, now what's going through this person's head, where they're mimicking this, but they're their own diabolical individual. I think it's fascinating. I think if I had to pick an actor to play the Joker in this day and age, I have no idea. There's so many. There's so many so good many. actors. There's so many good actors around, and that's and. And that's the thing is even when we talk about somebody like Heath, like that was an out of, out of nowhere, you know, uh, casting choice. And he turned out being, you know, amazing. One of the best villains of all time. And, uh, do you remember and, when and they he- announced Heath Ledger as the Joker? Do you guys remember that? It was, the, Joke the, back it was like, <laughs> there was like all these, like, but there were like these 
candles you had to like burn leading up to like Halloween, I think it was, and you burned all these candles and they revealed his face. They announced him as a Joker and everyone hated it. Then they showed that image. That first image they showed of him was one of the, that's one of the most iconic images of all time. That being said, Jack Nicholson is my favorite Joker. I don't care what you say. Well, the chat <laughs> recommended uh, William Defoe from Arnold. I think that's an awesome choice. Again, his portrayal of the Green Goblin after, because I went back and rewatched everything after I watched No Way Home, and I was like, wow, I didn't realize how incredible of a villain he was at the time when I was a kid. Now seeing it, you know, him being the main spotlight, I think that's an interesting choice, Arnold. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's a very interesting choice. I think for me, I would say that maybe uh, that would prove, like, if he could somehow uh, do the Joker and, like, significantly split him apart from green goblin where you could see their completely two different performances. That would be, you know, amazing. My only thing would be is I think that if he was the Joker, you'd see too much green goblin in his Joker. Probably that's my, that would be my only thought process about it. That could be, I think that this is, I like the idea of Defoe. My problem with Defoe Adam is, is yeah oh casey Hill, adam driver my problem with defoe is the fact that he is the green goblin and he crushes it as the green goblin and do we need the same at what point can we stop recycling the same actors over and over again i mean defoe's a great actor but you know it's like come on let's just although defoe is the joker if you guys haven't seen the lighthouse with defoe and pattinson Weird movie, you might not enjoy it, but their performances are ecstatic, and those two together in a room yelling at each other, give me that all day. You know what? I'm in. Let's do it. Let's put those two, because because I am all about that. I think, is Mr. Rez saying yes to Adam Driver? He's, I'm the job, but no one knows how to make you laugh. I it was for Jack. I do. Oh, it's for Jack. Okay, yeah. Jack uh, Nicholson is my Joker of all time. Uh, he, you know what? And honestly, I was born in 81. And 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 I love the Adam West show. That's what I grew up with. And when I watched Batman in the theater, I was or not in the theater. I actually no one would take me, so I saw I got it on VHS for Christmas that year. And I became obsessed with. I love that Joker. The Joker was my favorite character in that movie. I loved the Joker. I think everybody did at the time. And I actually kind of saved up money to to buy the Joker action figure from Toys R Us. That is my, that is, and he squirted water. You put a little tube in the back, you squirt, squirt, and he squirted, he squirted water out. I, I loved it. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, but those are our three emails. Thank you so much for sending in your emails. If you have an email, give us, uh, write them up at digitalcharcuterie at gmail.com. And we'll talk about it on Casual Friday. And if Casual Friday goes well, we might bring back Manic Monday. We'll see how that goes. We've got to move in because... We're going to keep going now because one movie that I am just, I just am so excited about. I don't know. I wasn't. And then all of a sudden I was. And actually, if you go back to four years ago when I was on this, when I first started this channel before I quit and retired, it seems, it sounded like I was actually obsessed with it back then as well. And that is this Batgirl movie. There's something about this Batgirl movie that I abs I'm really looking forward to. Michael Keaton, if you haven't seen it, I don't have the picture on me right now, but Michael Keaton uh, today or last night, Tweeted a picture of his shadow, and it's the Batman silhouette shadow. Looks for he's back. Michael Keaton is back. Speaking of Jack Nicholson's Joker, Michael Keaton is back in the cape and cowl. That's exciting. But there's just something about this Batgirl movie that every time I, I saw the picture of the Batgirl costume, I said, That is to me, that's perfect. 
I just I looked at it. That is exactly. I don't know. People are complaining about it, but I'm like, but it's Batgirl, and to me, that looks like Batgirl. I was just like, wow, that's I don't know, mm-hmm. blew my mind. I'm just like, ooh, now I'm extra excited. Uh, but these <laughs> now there's like people are taking pictures. They're all over uh, Scotland right now, and people are taking pictures. And I follow Batgirl films on the on the Twitter, and they always got things rolling in right now. If you don't follow them, you got to follow them. They're fantastic. So you follow them, and uh, but this has come up now. If it'll go to the stream. There we go. Lex Luthor jailed in Bell Reeve prison. And the Gotham Tatler has billionaire villain Lex Luthor hires new lawyer to appeal sentence. There's a few things, guys, that stick out to me on these topics. Uh, the first one, Bell Reeve prison getting called is kind of cool. Uh, Lex Luthor hiring a new lawyer is also kind of cool. And um, the major thing that I have to say is the spelling of Luthor. What Rob is up with the spelling of Luther in these in this magazine and this newspaper? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I my only guess could be is that uh, you know somebody at the uh, uh, the props department uh, got a, like a you know <laughs> messed up completely. Maybe not a big fan of those Christopher Reeve movies whatsoever uh because of the fact that you know if if, if they just watch those movies they would hear the elab- the specific luthor mr luthor you know from uh, otis over there uh but um yeah i don't know this this is so odd like i'm I, just the fact that this was leaked makes me think that we're not even going to see it written this way in there like because like I, I i don't know about you guys but i've never seen uh um lex luthor spelt that way <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. double checking. <laughs> and it's interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's their way around to create kind of their own version of Lex Luthor for the movies without copyright royalties, etc. We know superhero movies are notorious for doing that if they can. Yeah, I have no I, idea. I, somebody, somebody botch this one my my feeling is this is all in the background and it's it, you're not going to notice it that's my feeling on it you're not going to know what they're talking these are just little easter eggs that they have back there and somebody or maybe after flash maybe after the flash movie this is how he spells his last name <laughs> that's a good point there you go he wants to separate himself from his father so he changes his last name <laughs> spelling of one letter <laughs> Oh man, man. I, I, I don't know. Like James, I, I feel like with the fact that this was leaked already, like they can't just, you know, leave it like this in the movie. Like even if they just, you know, uh, hire somebody just to change it like digitally yeah. in like every shot in the background, maybe they're just going to do that. But the fact that this was already leaked and, 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 and if somebody can just, you know, literally pause the movie when they get the chance and just see the exact same spelling there again, it's just like, I yeah, think I if this is in the forefront of the movie, they'll, they'll, they should correct it. It's an HBO movie. Maybe they don't have the budget, but yeah, if it's just in the background though, and it's out of focus and it's blurry, then there's no need to do that. I don't. We don't know the context of these either. Maybe it's maybe Lex Luthor is somebody else. Maybe he is the uh, Barry Keegan Joker to Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Maybe this is a fake Lex Luthor who's pretending to be the Lex Luthor we know from Man of Steel. Which, by the way, we don't even know if Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is the Lex Luthor in this new world because right. this because because in Batgirl. If anyone's not familiar, the, the way Batgirl is working is Batgirl is going to be Batgirl, 
and Michael Keaton is Batman, and he's a Batman from '89. Bat, he's you know Michael Keaton Batman. I don't have to explain that. But yeah. Ben Affleck's Batman, it's the Commissioner Gordon from the Ben Affleck Batman. So there's a lot of twists and turns going on, and I don't know if they're going to want to make sense of it. I don't know if they can make sense of it. I know that 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 word on this that that's going out there is that they have a plan. Like DC does have a plan going forward. Scotty Hawk, friend of the show, believes that the plan on Batgirl is to get Gotham Knights up and going. Rob, what do you think of that? Uh, which Gotham Knights are we talking about now? Because now there's the Gotham Knights that might be coming to CW. Then now there's this this HBO Max Gotham Knights that's well, possibly coming. We know so Bat Batgirl is clearly in this movie. Yeah, Black Canary is in this movie. And rumors of Dick Grayson being in this movie are, are in this movie as well. So there's a lot of factors going into this. And if they have a play, I think that DC, they have like their big temple ones fine. But I think a lot of these DC characters, I think HBO Max is a great place for them to live right now. Batgirl, great place for HBO Max. Uh, you know, Black Canary, great place for HBO Max. It just it makes sense to me that they do this. So this is what he's alluding to: is these characters. I I would take all everything you've heard about it out the window and just strictly go on. Black Canary's in this. Batgirl's obviously in this. Dick Grayson's in this. Could they be like? And they have a plan. Could that plan be to lead? To, and they have an old Bruce Wayne. Could that plan lead to Gotham Knights? I mean, definitely could. Yeah. Especially with the fact that, yeah, that's a good point about, you know, being an old Bruce Wayne, you know, how many, how many more uh, thugs is he going to be punching in the face? Like, you know, every, every night, right. At the age of, you know, I don't know if he's, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm curious how old they're actually going to say Bruce Wayne is in these, in this uh, movie, because if they say that he's 70, like, like Keaton is, then I'm just like, what are you doing, Bruce? Like, seriously, you're, you're running around at night at 70 years old, still punching thugs in the face, uh, wearing that, you know, uh, <laughs> leather clad uh, suit that you could hardly move in when you were 30 in those movies. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him move, moving, fighting those guys. He, he, he could hardly move. If, if he fell down, he'd be like a ninja turtle. Just can't get up. Um, so. So, yeah, like. I'm curious to see how old he actually is in this, but the fact that, you know, they could, you know, you could have the uh, Dick Grayson, you could have the black and you could have, uh, well, we know Batgirl is in it for sure. And uh, obviously, uh, but you know, the fact that it could be leading to that is kind of cool. I mean, you know, at that point we're only a step away from like, you know, red hood, maybe red hood's going to be in this movie too. Absolutely. We're, we're just, we're so close to it. That you can taste it. We know that that we know that there is a Robin in this universe based on that mural that we saw of Batman right. and Robin. Oh, so we know that's happening. And that mural, the bat costume looks exactly like the one that was uh that the set photo show that we saw from the behind the scenes set photos. Barry, do you have anything you want to say to the Gotham Knights or anything else on this topic about Batgirl? I think it's exciting. I would like to see a Nightwing incorporated personally. I think that would be fun. Um, Rob doesn't like yeah. Nightwing. <laughs> oh, come on. The guy with Tom Fuzz is awesome. <laughs> um, I'm curious to know if they're going to cross over with Supergirl personally. I think from just a marketing perspective, I haven't really seen Marvel kind of do like an all girls type themed movie. And maybe this is their way into doing that. 
because um, I know from uh, DC has done really well in kind of the younger demographics. I have two daughters, for those of you who don't know context-wise, and they really enjoy the DC Supergirl stuff. So anything that's been on there, that's their jam. So if this is how they do it, they bring in Batgirl and maybe they start cameoing. You could do your Gotham Knights and then you could do some Supergirl crossovers that Lex Luthor leak could maybe hint at that. Uh, maybe in like a movie two or three. Uh, I think that's a good way to go. Have, have Your girls are probably too young to have watched Birds of Prey, though, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <A> inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. By the way, I got to be honest with you guys. I didn't, I had no interest in Birds of Prey whatsoever, and I ended up watching it, and I was thoroughly enjoyed. I, I enjoyed that movie. I actually, I have, check this out. Can I show you guys? I got the vinyl of it. Look at this vinyl. Isn't this Whoa. insane? This record, it is a picture record, both sides. Look at that thing! It is nuts. It's got some good music on it, whether you like the movie or not. But that's a, I don't know. It. I saw it. I said, yeah, I, I saw didn't, it. I, 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 I didn't mind it at all either. I, 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 I didn't. When I heard, when I read some of the like really negative reviews, I was just like, oh, this movie's not that bad. It's not like you know the best thing ever either. But it's like you know, it's a, it's a perfectly serviceable movie. I thought as well. So it's fun. It is what it is. I mean, it's not. It's obviously not the greatest movie. It's not the worst movie. I, I, I just. It's a movie, right? It's a movie. It's subjective. It's fun. I had a good time watching it, and that's how it is. Mm -hmm. I think you know that uh, coming into a superhero movie. That's kind of my where I get. I don't let some of the critics kind of determine if I'm going to go see it or not. I'm like, you know what you're walking into. You know, there's going to be a bit of like, really, did they do that? <laughs> but hopefully, not as much to you know kill the story for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and there's parts of that movie that I think are great, and parts that I could obviously pass on. All right, let's move on to our next topic today, Sonic the Hedgehog. I like this movie. I like the first Sonic the Hedgehog. Maybe I have bad taste in movies. We don't know. You know what? No, screw that. I have good taste in movies. This is how I know I have good taste in movies, Barry. This is how I know. Four years ago when I first started this channel, do you know I would go on the Den of Nerds all the time? You know what I would talk about? My love for Batman and Superman and my love for the Man of Steel and how I thought those were great movies. And I would get laughed at and I'd be told that I had bad taste in movies four years later. Also, I love the amazing Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man 2. I was told I had bad taste in movies. And I said, fine, I'm okay with that. I can accept it because that's my taste. Now, all these years later, it's restore the Snyderverse and bring Andrew Garfield back as Spider-Man. <laughs> and I've got to tell I used to go on the Den of Nerds all the time and get laughed at by Josh over there for my love of Batman v Superman. And now everyone wants these damn movies back. So I am sticking to saying that I have great taste in movies and I am ahead of the, I am ahead of the times. That's how I am. I am bell bottom jeans. I am. I was hip 10 years ago and now I'm coming back. That's, that's the worst reference ever. You got to bring him no. on and have him confess it. <laughs> never James was happen. right. I was wrong. It never happened. But actually, if you go back to it's easier to find on this channel. You can find me talk about praise those ones and him bashing me for them. But it's true. We used to go on it all the time. And it was, you know, I understood how people felt about it all the time. And I don't really care because it's subjective. And I like what I like. And I know that I'm right. Now I know I'm right. But, but I actually really enjoyed the Sonic movie. It kind of surprised me in a lot of ways. Like I went in, uh, it came out the same time as Birds of Prey. And I said, I don't care about Birds of Prey. I want to go see Sonic. And I sat in the theater with Sonic. I saw it with my friend and he brought his two sons to the theater. And we sat there and we watched it. And while the movie was going on, I was like, this is insane how much I am enjoying this movie. And the movie ended. 
And I was like, all right, that I, I liked that movie. There's just something about that movie that I genuinely, uh, it was just a fun, fun adventure film, you know, definitely for the whole family. Um, you know, if you want to get cheeky about it, sure. It wasn't great or whatever, but I, but, but I didn't think of any of that when I was watching it. Cause it was pure escapism. And then like two weeks later, COVID hit and <laughs> it took me forever to go to the theaters, but now the sequel is coming out with knuckles. Idris Elba is playing Knuckles. It looks it looks just as fun as the first one. I'm actually looking forward to seeing this movie. And then now they've announced though that Sonic 3 is coming and there's gonna be a Knuckles spin-off movie coming. I'm kind of like, yeah, bring it. Like if it's if if these are anywhere near what that first Sonic movie was, I'm all in. And Jim Carrey looks amazing in, in Sonic 2. But Rob, I know that you you like to poo on my parade. So t- <laughs> But what are your thoughts, Rob, on before Sonic 2 even comes out, what are your thoughts on on the announcement that we're going to be getting a Sonic 3 and a Knuckles spinoff? Uh, so, yeah, like right away, like, you know, just think about Sonic 1 for a second. It was like, I was the same same boat as you in this case, James. I was like, oh, this movie's a lot of fun. Like, suddenly, Jim Carrey and, like, his comedy and stuff like that, he's, like, the best he's been in, like, years. He's not, like, a... a a shade like you know of himself like how he's come off in some of some of some other movies like kick-ass 2 and stuff like that but suddenly his comedy is on point the entire comedy in that whole first one is just on point so and then seeing this trailer for sonic 2 and and seeing the same type of feel and stuff like uh, stuff like that for it so i'm hyped for sonic 2 and now all of a sudden the the the, the announcements of sonic 3 which i didn't think was um all, all that's surprising, but a knuckle spinoff movie. I'm just like thinking like I played these games and, you know, obviously th- th- this movie takes its liberties with like, you know, the, the story and all that type of stuff. But I'm just like, is there a story for a knuckles movie? I'm just like, they, like they can make up whatever they want and it could easily be really funny, but I'm just like, wow. Like, you know, they're coming up with all this story for a Sonic three and, you know, a knuckles spinoff movie. I'm like, what's, what is knuckles going to be like, you know, uh, like Hobbs and Shaw, like getting in, getting in the vehicles and just let it be like, uh, setting itself off up a, a, a whole different path like I, I don't even know but you know if it's giving me more of what i saw in there i'm i'm at least game to give it a shot and see what they got for me barry what do you think i'm with arnold jim carrey stole the show um it's for reference for everyone here i i'm a huge jim carrey fan uh, my favorite comedy is dumb and dumber second by the ace ventura series so Anytime, that's my level of when anything I view Jim Carrey. And I'm like, if it's not up at that level, it's not enjoyable. But him as Dr. Robotnik really stole the movie for us. Yeah. Um, in my house growing up, I wasn't a Team Mario person just because I sucked at the game horribly. So Sonic was the easiest thing I could play. Um, and, and yeah, our family likes it. It's one, th- it's one few of the games that my wife actually plays too that she grew up with, even though she's not a gamer. So it's really a family movie. And I think, again, that's their winning recipe. I think uh, Mario mentioned in the chat, it was okay. It was shockingly okay. And I had the same kind of hesitance walking into that theater going, eh, I don't know, video game movie. We've seen this playbook before. Kelly treated Mario Brothers. But then when it turned out good and the fact Whoa! that they kind of redid. <laughs> you missed it. I said, I'm Team Sonic there, James, not Team Mario. Oh, no, I heard it all. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Mario Brother movie. It... Whoa, look at this. 
This wasn't planned. It's right here. <laughs> my, my with with a sticky right. note on it. Yeah. <laughs> really, I please let, return I actually, this. <laughs> I actually, uh, me, it says me Mario on the sticky note. I actually, I let, I let my friend who I went to go see Sonic borrow this before, like a year before Sonic, I let him borrow it. And I, I put it on in here on my, on my PlayStation. I watch. It's a terrible movie. Sonic is way, obviously, way better than than Super Mario Brothers. I love the Mario Brothers movie, though. Clearly, I own it. Yeah. Um, there's something. There's movie. something. Spe- yeah. There's something special about that movie, Street Fighter. There's a charm to it. I was actually saying to Rob, I think it was Rob. I was talking to him about it like, a little while ago. I bought all the Mortal Kombat movies on like this bundle. They were super. Oh, I got cheap. that too. <laughs> yeah, it was super cheap though. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation is so bad. But there's something charming about it that I'm just like, I can't, oh. there's something like so mid nineties about that movie that I'm like, ah, I kind of like, like, I don't like it, but it's <laughs> bringing me back to like a simpler time where you're like, movies were bad and we accepted how bad they were. We all knew it was bad and we didn't go see them, but like, this is what we expected from, and that actually, as a, you know, video game movies, they all had this like same aesthetic, Mario brother, double, by the way, if you haven't seen yes, Double Dragon, Double Dragon. Wolf, Double Dragon is my favorite. I love it with uh, Peacemaker's father. What's I can't even think of his name though. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Fantastic movie. Have you seen it, Rob? Double Dragon is a great movie. It might be on Amazon Prime. It was. I watched it like seven times on Amazon Prime. I used to watch it. They used to play it on a TV here, Barry, in Canada. Uh, and it was called what is a showcase, Rob? Showcase. You show it on Showcase like every Friday night in like two thousand. Like every, I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's Double Dragon tonight, and I'd be like, you guys coming out? Nope, standing and watching Double Dragon. But they all I, have I, the I same I, I, I remember the I saw it once. <laughs> yeah, I remember I saw it once. It was rental from Jumbo Video, but I have literally no memory of this movie whatsoever. Oh, I'll, only that I saw it. That's about it. And I saw, I've only seen it the one time. It should be a riff tracks. Yeah, but look, we talked about it with Uncharted a little bit earlier, but. One movie when I was a kid that I was dying to see, and uh, I had it in my hand at Jumbo Video, which was a video rental store. Yes. And it, it, Barry, they used to, you used to get popcorn. You'd walk in, you'd fill up a popcorn bag, and then you'd go and you'd rent your movie. And in the back, they had the X-ray. You weren't allowed it. Well, no. <laughs> we didn't have popcorn. wasn't in Blockbuster in Canada. We had Blockbuster, oh, but there was no popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Jum- <laughs> Jumbo Video had popcorn. And I remember being in there, and I picked up, this VHS tape, and they were all empty cases. If anybody remembers video stores, you go up and they find the, the movie. And I picked up this movie, and it stalled, it starred Dolph Lundgren, and it was my favorite superhero, my favorite comic book character. I was like 11 years old, and I said, "Mom, I want to rent this movie tonight." And she goes, "Okay." And she took it on my hand. It was called The Punisher, with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> And my mom has it in her hand. And she goes, this is the one you want? I'm going, that's the movie we're renting tonight. She goes, okay. And as she says that, this woman behind her, bitch, says, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And mom goes, what? She goes, that is a horrible movie. Do not watch that movie. And my mom was like, we're not renting it. I go, but but it's The Punisher. And she goes, we're not watching that movie. And I, And so I actually have never seen that movie still. But my point on that one is comic book movies were once, if you remember the Captain America movie, Fantastic Four, the Roger Corman stuff, comic book movies were once what video game movies are today. Mm. Or, or movies were in the 90s. So we're just slowly catching up. So video game movies, I think, are, are we're, they're, they're in a good spot, I think. I think we're getting there. And I think the Sonic news is fantastic. 
And and the great thing about Sonic is I think Twitter and, and the social media is a terrible place, despicable place for 90% of the time, but they got it right with Sonic. They got it right. And I think Jim Carrey really was I – I don't think Jim Carrey liked the initial Sonic design because when you hear interviews with him, he's like, they listen to the fans, and they got Sonic right. Like, he kind of – everyone knows this is what Sonic should look like. They screwed up, and that's that. Uh, before we move on, do you guys have anything else to add to my rant about how great Double Dragon was? <laughs> I was going to comment and say, I forget the channel, but it was always playing in the U.S. on that channel that no one really watches that's movies pretty regularly that were old and not very good. And you're like, oh, Double Dragon's on again. Old and not very good? Was bad and cheesy. I don't remember Double Dragon being bad or not very good or old. I remember just being... <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it was on that channel, but I don't know if you guys know this though, but like, or, or notice uh, Street Fighter, Super Mario and Double Dragon and then Annihilation, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. They all have like the same production design. <laughs> if there was this weird thing where they all were like, this is what video game movies look like. And Super Mario Brothers and Double Dragon are post-apocalyptic. And they both like, this is what the post-apocalyptic video game world looks like. It's like, why does it look like that? And then and then and then Street Fighter had the same you're like, I don't I don't under, I don't know what it was, but like they went to the same production designer each time. And the production designer was like, Well, I don't know what a video game is, but I think it looks like this. And that's how they presented it every time. And look, actually, and in all fairness though, Mario, Street Fighter, Double Dragon, and uh, Annihilation, well. Those the three of them, they actually the production design is not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. But it's not the video games. I don't know. I kind of think that Annihilation is kind of bad, to be honest. But well, I, I withdrew Annihilation. I withdrew Annihilation. I was at hyped the end. for it. Yeah. Then I walked I out of the theater. <laughs> That was around Mortal Kombat Mythology release, though, right? So everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're going to put in like 40 characters. And they tried. <laughs> and they just try they, very they show up there. and disappear and die randomly yeah. and all that There's type of stuff. A, there were a lot of missteps in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, let's just say. But anyway, whatever. Let's move on now to what everyone wants to talk about, and that's the Batman. We're talking about the Batman. The Batman, a lot of people in uh, the California area got to see it last night. And uh, I don't know any of these people, but uh, I have been doing this YouTube stuff for five years now. And people, you know, and I, I've, I've met some great people. and or I've never met them, though. But, like, virtually, like, Barry, you're one of them I, that I've become friends with virtually on uh, through Rebel Scum Podcast and Digital Charcuterie over the years. And so... I got emails from people who were lucky enough to see the Batman movie in the theater. And one thing I think everybody knows about me is I am, I'm, I, I'm, I don't like the spoilers. You need leaks and you need stuff to grow the viewers. I understand that. But usually when we do leaks and stuff, we try to make it more playful and we talk about it here on the channel. So none of what we're going to talk about is spoilers. If you're worried about spoilers, it's not spoilers. But it is. It's in. It. You know. It's gonna. It's gonna ruin Rob's excitement of the movie because we're going to talk about it a little bit. Rob, if you want to go, just go. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I know. I'll don't stick around. I'll stick around. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna Lure stick around. Spoilers yeah. there. Yeah. So the first one is all spoilers. 
and it's all about the Joker being in the Batman. All right. Here, I'm, don't mind me as I play with my Batmobile. There we go. I have Chet. Wait, we're going to play this game? Oh, you got yours as well? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 mine are over there. <laughs> mine are there. Mine are there. And then, oh, and then I got, and then I got my, my, my Battinson Batman McFarlane right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of them. Uh, anyway, whatever. We're going on to this right now. We're boring. Everybody wants to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation now. They're waiting for us to, to talk. Rift tracks. First, so here are the three reviews that I got. Hi, James. Hello. Um, and I took out everyone's name. They all asked me not to put their name in. All of them asked me not to put their name in. Uh, hi, James. This is not the best Batman movie. It's the best comic book movie of all time. That's, high praise. Um, high praise. It, uh, we'll talk about that, maybe. Uh, hey, scumbags. That's what we call everyone at Rebel Scum Podcast. Hey, scumbags. Believe the reviews. I saw it last night, and I can tell you with the utmost sincerity that this is the film of the year. Pattinson is hands down the best Batman, and it's not even close. Saw the Batman last night, and I know you're pumped for it, but you're not ready. I don't know what that even means. That's very ominous, yeah. I know. All right, two more. (laughs) Hi, DC. Give Matt Reeves any franchise he wants. Holy cow, the Batman was a treat. I think it was a trip of a lifetime. The tree, it was a trio of a lifetime. Maybe that's a hint. I don't know. Spoilers. Uh, Trio of villains. Trio of villains. There you go. James! That's how I'm going to read that one. Doctor Strange was my most anticipated film of the year, but now I don't know if it can possibly be as good as the Batman. The theater broke out in a thunderous applause when it wrapped. So those are the five. I've gotten six emails, but one of them I, I'm not going to post on here. But so those Spoiler are the five. It's something. I'll tell you that it's something. It was. Uh, okay. It's a little bit more. It's. It's way more. Specific. Yeah. It's. I'm not going to talk about it. I, I. I mentioned it on. Um, on the Batman talk yesterday with Andrew, that one ended with the Joker. Ha ha ha. Um, which was it didn't say if the Joker's in or not. It just literally ended with Joker, ha ha ha, because we've been talking about the Joker and and this person knows that the Joker is uh, the Joker gets views is what this person knows. <laughs> it was it was it was Mr. Rez's email. It's just a rant about how it's not as good as Batman and Robin, because the argument is Batman and Robin's the best Batman movie because Batman and that Batman movie is the only one that has a high credit score. And can get a credit card. All the other Batman's, we don't know where he gets his money from. We don't know. But in Batman and Robin, Bitcoin. he has a, he has a good credit score. We know that. Um, that's where I'm going. Uh, but anyway, these are the reviews right now. I'll leave them on the screen for a little bit. Uh, these are the first three. So, uh, Rob, let's start with you. Your thoughts on these reviews? Do you first off, do you believe that these people even saw the movie? And so, does this this amp you up anymore, or does it make you say, eh, or are you like, man, I wish I didn't read these? James, how dare you even incite that? You know, do you think these people even saw this movie? Our fans would never lie to us. Come on, James, don't don't even think like that. So, yeah, it's it, to me like these these ones are very very interesting. And I, you know, most of the time I don't want to know like this type of stuff because I just want to, especially on a movie that I'm extremely hyped for, I kind of want to stay away from it. And I know I want to see it, so I want to 
see it and experience it for myself. But like, you know, in a case of that third one that you have there on the top, the, the very ominous one, that's like saw the Batman last night. And I, and I know you're pumped for it, but you're not ready. Like that's like a perfect tease, like um, tease review for me. Like that's where I'm just like, okay. Like, you know, I don't want to overhype it for myself because like for me, the Dark Knight's the best uh, uh, comic book movie ever made. And the fact that this thing can even compete with it has me very excited. But, you know, at the same time, I'm worried that it can't match the excitement that I'm hearing from uh, some of these reviews. That's what that's the only thing I really I agree with you. That's my that's my one concern. And that's when I, I talked to Andrew Fantasia about this yesterday on the Batman chat is. We see the Uncharted, right? The 39% critic, the 92% fan. We see The Last Jedi, 90% critic, 40% fan, whatever it is, right? We see those discrepancies, and it's like, well, wait a minute. If we are, if you go into Uncharted and you're told it's the worst movie ever made, and then you like it, even if you like it just a little, even if you're like, well, that was fun. Because it's so low here, you're going to raise that bar, right? It's going to go up. And and conversely, on the other side, when critics are like, this is the greatest movie ever, if you watch and you're like, well, that was good. It wasn't the best movie I ever saw. You're going to then maybe, and I'm, I'm saying you, the general you, right? It's Then you're going to put down, no, this movie is not what you think. And all of a sudden you're like, no, screw the critics. They're wrong. It's good. It's not great. And that's, and I'm, I, and I'm, I'm not worried, but I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be the problem is, is these reviews influence us and they don't necessarily influence us in, Oh, this is a great movie. So then we all come out like, Oh yeah, that was a great movie, but it twists us. And we're like, no, 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 no. It wasn't that good. You guys, you guys were sold on something that wasn't there. Barry, you see the reviews. They're all very positive, except for that ominous one. We don't even know what that means. <laughs> right. That could be like, it was really bad. We know you're pumped for it, but it sucked. We, I actually, there, there was a lot uh, anyway, but um, I, there was, I had a conversation with anyway. Uh, but Barry, you see these. What do you what do you make of them? I'm intrigued. I like that comment. The best comic book movie comment has got me thinking, and the wheels turning. I'm thinking back to kind of uh, again. I'm going to go Marvel here. Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I'm like, are you telling me they made a live action version similar to that? Because that was phenomenal. And if that's the case, you've got me hooked and intrigued. Because I don't know if I'm going to go see the Batman right away. I may wait just because of my opinion on the Batman series in general. But now I'm intrigued in the fact that um, I'd also like to know whereabouts in California some of these people are. And uh, I'd be curious to know. I think when it comes to next time, (laughs) I'm in Washington. We pretend we're California. Uh, (laughs) Well, for me, I'm just thinking about it. It's like, hey, I was literally in California for five hours earlier this week. Why can't I just push it over and then just watch the movie with these people? That would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm again. I'm kind of jaded for critics. I think I'm not a. Uh, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan of the critics. I understand their purpose and in, in the industry, but I think from just my viewing and my opinions on what I like, I've noticed is I'm going to go kind of more the fan base, and then I know the critics. If the critics and the fans are both saying, "Hey, this was awful," then it probably is. If there's a little leeway balance, I'll probably have to go see it for myself, and that would probably move me from the "it's the greatest of all category" times to it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was worth its money, but is it going to be long, you know, something we think about 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And then, you know, a conversation about the, was that movie you referenced William Defoe in and um, 
Rob Patterson arguing at each other. Now the, I'm in the lighthouse. The lighthouse. The yeah. lighthouse. Yeah, I'm like, are you telling me that's what we got? Because that's what it's sounding like based upon these comments. The Pattinson in that movie is very good. <laughs> I thought he was good in Devil all the time. I didn't think he was great in that one. I thought he was great in the lighthouse, though. The lighthouse. I thought he was he, he wasn't nominated for best act, best supporting actor, or whatever in that one. But both of them should have been there. They're phenomenal in that movie e- easily. I, when I look you're, at you're, li- you're like me lobster, James. You're like <laughs> oh, me lobster. The, mer- <laughs> the mermaid. The mermaid scene is weird. This <laughs> this movie is is it's I it's weird though because it's like if it's great that's great, but does it live in the DC? Like does it affect other DC movies? It's very strange like that where I don't think it does and I don't think it's me- it's not meant to, but it, it is kind of. It's weird. It's great seeing that people are really enjoying it. For me, though, Barry, what you're saying about critics is there was a time when I I think critics mattered, and that's when you had to open up the newspaper and you would read the review and then you would decide whether or not you were going to call movie phone for the movie time in your your area. (laughs) Now that's not a thing, right? Now it's like, well, I'm going to go on my phone. I'm going to buy my ticket. I'm going to pick my seat for the show or I'm going to wait for it to show up on digital and just rent it in like three months, two months, whatever it is. Like there's not much time. It's not the same era we're living in. And critics used to be, I don't know what they were. They were like film scholars or whatever who had, you know, their heads up their butts usually, but they were like people who really, who, who they didn't just enjoy a movie, but their whole purpose was to, to, to watch a movie and analyze a movie. Right. And I think the yep. analyzing of a movie is, has dissipated over time because of YouTube. Hi. Uh, and social media, and all of a sudden, critics aren't just critics anymore. They're Joe on, on I almost said Joe Blow, but that's actually a page. But, that. they're peeping, but there's you're just like guys in their mom's basement who are like, I'm gonna go watch the Batman, and I didn't like the Batman because of you know, and it's not, it's like, well, that's just an opinion. And I, and crit, the job of a critic is not to be opinionated, it's to be, is to be more objectified by the movie. and and bring out what worked and what didn't objectively, not subjectively. And I think that's something that's been lost a lot in, re- in reviews and in critics of, of movies. And that's because it's oversaturated and, and things like rotten tomatoes, rotten tomatoes, I just think should die. Like they should just crumble up and just disbar. Like I just hate rotten tomatoes with a passion. It's like, you're like, I want to watch this movie. Well, I got 68% on rotten tomatoes. Yeah. That's who cares. And then I like, that's a lot, man. That is seven out of ten people like like shut up. Anyway, I hate Ryan Tomatoes with a passion. It's just it's ruined movies forever. Um, but I I, I I think the main reason with uh, issue with Ron Tomatoes is that the way some people just either put it on such a high pedestal or just you know don't don't seem to understand. The other ones that don't seem to understand how Ron Tomatoes works. How it's like you know it's not that you know. Uh, critics are giving this movie a 68% or if it has 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't mean that it's, it's 99% like, you know, that good of a movie. It's just that they like the movie like that. And I think that for me, the key thing is uh, when you have the certain amount of critics that you at least trust, or, you know, you like hearing their opinions uh, of certain things of, or even, ones that your general interests align with a little bit more that can help a lot too because i have a few ones i look at like that too and like 
uh, before, like you know, all the hype for a movie like Coda that came out last year. I I I, I heard about it from somebody is uh, re- reviewing it and whatnot, and that's why I heard about the movie. And then I decided to go ahead and watch it, and I love the movie. It's it's great. Like Val, the uh, documentary, like about Val Kilmer, another one that I just found out from a random critic that I just uh, uh, watched a review, and I'm just like, oh, I gotta I gotta check out this movie, and it was a great movie. So I think that's like you know. You know more the key part about it, not just, you know, going around tomatoes and being like, Oh, look at the percentage. That means it's amazing. And, you know, uh, now I go to watch it and it's not amazing. And run tomatoes is crap and all that type of stuff. Right. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's either being, it's, it's being looked on the microscope way too much, even though it's just literally just an aggregator. That's all it is. It's aggregated. And it's I, for me, I don't know. It's just whatever people use your brain. If you, if Batman looks like a movie you want to watch, go watch it. If it doesn't look like a movie you want to watch, don't watch it. And if you're on the fence, then maybe listen to somebody, but I, I don't know what we're Oh, by the way, if you want to listen, we are going to be talking a Batman, a spoilerific cut talk next Friday. Schedule Friday is all Batman. All Batman spoiler talk, top to bottom, four hours long. I'm making this up, but it, just, it's just going to be talking about the Batman uh, on Friday. That we're going to wait till Friday. Uh, it's got to be at least as long as the movie, at least. Yeah, at least. Mr. Four Rez hours. That sounds good. <laughs> Mr. Rez hates all rotten vegetables. There we go. Uh, uh, imagine if it was four hours. I could probably, you know, we could probably talk about that movie for four hours easily if we wanted to. James says know. as he's wiping his eyes, <laughs> thinking about talking about the movie for three hours. Oh my God. Just like, uh, I mean, like sitting uh, in a theater, uh, sitting in a theater with people copying on commentary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but Rob, you are going to go see this movie on Wednesday, and you're going to. I'm putting you on the spot now. You're going to do a straight out of the theater initial reaction of the Batman mm-hmm. on video. We're going to post that right away. I'm not going to watch it because you're going to ruin the movie. Say whatever you want on that. I wouldn't spoil it, but say whatever you want. Two, Wednesday night, you're going to do it straight out of the theater. Hey, Rob here. I saw the Batman and it sucked because Matt Reeves can't direct the trash can. I don't know. Matt Reeves, by the way, I, I I was really excited when he got hired for this movie. And I was extra excited when he was hired to do this movie because he said it was going to take place in year two of Batman, which means that this is, and I've said this before, it's it's an unofficial sequel. There's already been a Batman one where a year one of Batman, this is year two, and the best one of the best freaking movies ever made, best sequel, one of the best sequels ever made is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And that is a sequel to a movie that he didn't make, and that's basically what he's doing now with the Batman. I think that's the greatest, the greatest idea, the best idea is he, he we all know, like I said this earlier, we all know Batman. We don't need to watch martha wayne die again unless of course the word martha is really really important zach snyder but we don't need to see that happen again we know it happens i can't wait to watch this movie rob what are you going to say to ruin my life i well (laughs) the one thing that just has me fearing it a little bit is i you know i don't know anything and i haven't been reading stuff but i still have a bad feeling that we're if we're not going to see the wings die we're going to hear a gunshot or we're going to hear something and you know I just have a bad feeling that we're going to get There's it. Got, yeah, there there will be some. I just watched Batman v Superman the other day and I forgot how like the first 7 minutes is just the Wayne's being killed in that one. Mm. Martha. Yeah. They they I, killed, killed two walking dead actors. And they did. <laughs> and I I I I can't reach my my Batfleck 
uh, McFarlane figure is way up top there. I can't reach it. Mm. But uh, I think Ben Affleck right now is my favorite Batman. So Pattinson, come at me, bro. Come at me. Make me a believer. <laughs> well, James, speaking of the figures, I went to a, st- a store for the first time in, since like January 24th today. And uh, and uh, I, I went into there, and you know, I know you like collecting, collecting these figures. They got now what I saw a figure. It's of uh, the animated uh, Superman uh, from there. Yeah, and he's I'm and sure. he's wearing the costume from the black costume from uh, uh, just just. I might, I might have to I might have to transfer you some money for that one because I've never <laughs> seen that one. I do have the Batman animated series and the Batman animated series variant where he's wearing the blue and gray because I'm a big blue gray Batman guy. That's that's how I I live I live for the blue gray Batman. I have but the, the the ones that I have though I have two Batman who laughs and then I have a blue gray Batman. I have um Arkham Arkham uh, the Arkham game Batman as well. So just and I, I just have my favorite Batman's. I don't. I go overboard with them, but not over overboard with them. I only get the Batmans that speak to me, okay? Because there's like 90 of them. So I get the ones that means. And this one, Pattinson, you better live up to this. You so you're, what you're saying is what you're saying is you don't go Goldie Hawn overboard with them. No, <laughs> I don't. I but I bought this Pattinson one. It's actually a it's actually a really nice figure, but I bought this one in the hopes that he's going to be my favorite, one of my favorite Batman that I'm not going to be disappointed in this because when I bought it, it was cheaper than it is today because I got it right away. Like I pre-ordered this crap. I pre-ordered it and now it's up. It's like Rob, it is $7 more expensive to get it today than when I bought, I saved $7 Barry. I am a penny pincher. I, I will say this about it, you know, considering this might be our last, like, you know, time to talk about it beforehand before the movie. No, I, 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 I have, I, I'm very, you know, excited about seeing Robert Pattinson's Batman. And I think he's going to be a fantastic Batman. However, if there's one thing that concerns me slightly watching these trailers and stuff like that, I don't know what I'm going to think about Robert Pattinson or, you know, Matt Reeves is Bruce Wayne. Oh, I can tell you. I can, tell I, you right, sure I can tell you right now what okay. you're gonna think. I have I've read the prequel novel. This is not a Bruce Wayne that we've gotten before. It's a very different Bruce Wayne. I think so he's, he, he's not a playboy. I, I got that out of the trailer. He's not a playboy. That. I, the, when I read the prequel book and then I watched the funeral scene and then I watched. I seen. I haven't seen a, any of the clips myself. There was as well. a, so no, you've been trying to. There was a trailer that dropped, and I watched the trailer. But when the prequel book, it sets up uh, Bruce Wayne very beautifully. It doesn't like Batman. The prequel book, I've got to tell you, he's not Batman until the very, very end of the prequel book. And the prequel book ends with the line, "I am the shadows. I am vengeance. I am Batman." That's how the prequel novel ends. It ends with him being Batman. Before he's Batman, it goes from like him being ten years old until. Until um, until he's twenty something in his twenty, maybe twenty seven, around twenty five. I don't know, somewhere around there. Anyway, he travels the world. He does everything that he needs to do. And when he comes back to Gotham, he finds the Batcave. He does Batcave stuff. Alfred finds the Batcave. Like that's all in the book. You guys know that. That's not that. It explains the eyeshadow on his eyes. Why he does that in the prequel novel. He does it to hide his eyes so people won't see his face when he doesn't. He's not in the cow. He hasn't figured out Batman yet. He wears a cap. He has army boots. He does all this stuff. He does it all. But it goes very, very deep into Bruce Wayne and how Bruce Wayne is not comfortable being Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne is always like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. And he hate, he can't live with that. He doesn't like people knowing who he is. And in this movie, Bruce Wayne 
Batman is is the character. Bruce Wayne is the alter ego, definitely. And Bruce Wayne, he's not comfortable being Bruce Wayne. He's only himself when he is the Batman. So I think you're going to see a very awkward uh, Bruce. Not not like geeky awkward, but like an uncomfortable awkward Bruce Wayne in this movie. Someone who who is unsure of of their surroundings of themselves. But when they're the Batman, they're going to be a confident figure who knows what they want and, and, and knows what to expect. And that's so that like, I, it's not, so this Bruce Wayne Rob to your point, it's, it's going to be, I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I can't tell you if you're going to like it or not, but it's going to be very different from Christian Bale from, from, it won't, it'll be the exact same as George Clooney, but it'll be very different from Val Kilmer and very different. It'll be the most, it'll be the most different Bruce Wayne you've ever seen. Well, so at, at the same time, like, even though you're saying that, like, I'm I'm completely cool with that entirely is especially if you know that's where he is now and then if he builds up this Bruce Wayne persona as it goes like you know if you know this movie is as good as it is and Matt Reeves says that he has two other movies possibly planned out that he could do maybe that means that Bruce Wayne will grow into the Bruce Wayne that we know of and he and he starts becoming more of a playboy or you know maybe not entirely much of a playboy because you know but regardless maybe that bruce wayne character will grow as these movies go as well so i th- i think as long as it's done well um it could be it, it could be great like you know um e- even if they don't have the playboy persona uh figured out there i mean yeah i i, I was only pointing out the only part that i wasn't sure about yet when it comes to robert panson as batman slash bruce wayne I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be very good as Bruce Wayne, just based on on what I just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how he'd be as a playboy if he does grow into the playboy aspect of it. I don't know how he will be, but I think I do think he's gonna be really strong as, as this one. Barry, anything you want to add? Yeah, now you've got me uh, theorizing and intrigued. <clears throat> I'm curious to know if this is gonna be uh, the Batman version of the Joker. Just the whole yes. psychological yeah. aspect of that. And now looking into it, I'm like, um, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow, are they going to kind of go like unbreakable with Bruce Willis? And that's the character dynamic we're going to watch. The whole movie is this internal conflict. You can throw in a little bit of the psychology into it and just kind of him going on his own journey in a different way, much like the Joker did. So that to me uh, has perked my interest quite a bit because uh, it is, it's something we've never seen. And just based upon those comments, if that's what they've done, then I can, see why it's going to win awards and why people are really super hyped about it. Cause it is, it's a, that is an d- awesome way to kind of retell the Batman story in a way we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So I'm for it. If it's, if it's kind of like a psychology thriller thing um, where he's kind of dealing with these alternate personas of himself and struggling with that. Uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And uh, I just think it, again, I've never seen Batman kind of deal with that stuff. So I'm intrigued. I'm glad you shared about that novel that brought in a lot of context. The novel, if you can get your hands on it, it's I got it. I got it on digital on Cabo for ten dollars. I don't know if it's necessarily worth ten dollars. If if you'll feel, I was fine with it. Like I enjoyed it enough for the ten dollars. I really did. I don't know if I can recommend it for that much. It's only like a hundred pages or so, and it's got a couple of pictures in it, or whatever. But I'm really excited for this movie, as you can tell. Um, and it was, it reminded me of when I was a kid, I used to get like the, the novelization of a movie that I would go see or, or something like that. That, And to just kind of get you excited to go see a movie, it it accompanies it very well. It kind of sets the stage for the Riddler plays a way bigger part in this book than I expected. 
than anticipated. Andrew Edward Nashton, he's not the Riddler yet. Like it's before the Riddler, before Batman, and it's kind of like why they become who they become. Yeah, this has me very intrigued about it. I'll probably read it as well, but I don't think I'm going to read it before I watch the movie. I'm likely what I'll probably do in getting your recommendation out of it, James. I'll probably uh, watch the movie, then read that, and then probably go see the movie again. I was, well, unless I unless I hate the movie, <laughs> but I don't I don't know if that um, then then I probably just won't care. I'll probably just like you know go into emo Bruce Wayne in this movie and just be like the 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 whole world is against me and I freaking hate it all. And that's about it. <laughs> that's um, my biggest concern is yeah. emo Bruce Wayne. Emo Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And and also uh, Barry, you mentioning the awards aspect of it all. I mean, I know that they have awards aspirations for all this. However, I think that if this movie does get nominated for a whole bunch of awards, I think that people should not forget about the fact that if this is nominated for makeup and hairstyling, people should not forget all the people that we have talked to saying it's like, yeah, that penguin, that Oswald Cobblepot, that's... um, Oh shit! I forgot his name now. For a second, Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell. That's Colin Farrell, and then all people's heads exploding. And that should be enough of a factor to be like, yeah, this movie should probably win best makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> he looks amazing. There's a, they released a clip of him. I'm not gonna say what the clip is, Rob or or, or Barry, because I know you guys are sensitive to all that. You don't want to see that stuff. But I'm so I'll just say they did release a clip. And there's three people talking, and it's just a conversation. There's no spoil, like nothing happens in this clip is a spoil. I, I'm guessing it's somewhat in the first quarter of the film, maybe in the first half hour of the film. This is what I'm guessing. And it's in a, it's 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 a it takes place before a scene that we all before something that happens in the trailer that we all know is gonna happen, and the scene is dropped. And there's a conversation happening, and then they say, Hey, Oswald Cobblepot, say something, and he talks. And he speaks, and it's like, and 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 you, it's Colin Farrell, and you have no idea, and that's, it's incredible in that it's the costume, the eyes, and the voice, like those are the three things, right? It's like the, the sorry, the makeup, the makeup effects, the 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 eyes. And the voice, and no part watching it, do you even suspect that it's Colin Farrell in in makeup? And it's it, and 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 above that, you don't even suspect that it's makeup, right? It's like you just watch the scene, and you're like, holy moly, that's like afterwards. It's afterwards, you're like, that was Colin Farrell <laughs> that was in that shot. Like, it, you know, it, it's it's mind blowing. I, I the one thing that that I do think of though, going into it, is are people going to watch the movie and be like, that's Colin Farrell. That's Colin Farrell. That's Colin. It's like, is that going to take you out of the movie knowing that that's Colin Farrell when he doesn't look like Colin Farrell? You're going to be like, how that's Colin Farrell. Like the whole movie is that what you're going to get? Cause Rob, if you say that and you sit beside me at any point, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> now I want, now I kind of want to do it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob left with a bloody nose. Hey, hey, hey James. No, that is. Hey, hey James. You know he's on the screen right now. You know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this was fun. Great. Um, you guys, I, we've gone way over. We've gone way over time right That's now. That's what but happens I, when we talk about the Batman. But I have to ask it, you guys one question. There you go. Do you guys? It's Colin Farrell says Casey Holder. 
I have to ask you guys one question. Or are you guys are you guys good for one more short topic? Yeah, sure. Go this ahead. just this happened right before we went on. I thought maybe we should start with it and I should throw you guys into it, but I said no, we're not gonna talk about it. But now we gotta talk about it. <laughs> There's word going around that Disney has released their slate of upcoming films for the year 2022. 2023, 2024, 2025, and I believe 2026. And in the year 2025, and I'm asking you guys this based on you guys. I know you guys are both Star Wars fans, and that's why I can throw you into this without you guys knowing what the hell I'm talking about. But 2025, untitled Star Wars film is said to release in 2025. Okay, fine. But 2023, I think in December 2023, Rogue Squadron is on the slate to premiere in in 2023. And I thought, well, this, I couldn't, I was trying to figure out if what I saw was old or new or whatever. And then Best Spin Bulletin, which is pretty good with their leaks. They've been pretty accurate on things. They tweeted it out saying Rogue Squadron's coming, or they put it on Instagram, somewhere they put it on. Rogue Squadron is coming out in 2023. Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron is coming out in 2023. Last we heard, it was on the shelf. It was on the back burner. It wasn't happening. We didn't know what the state of it was. But then word came out, Rob, that Patty Jenkins dropped out of Cleopatra. She said, I can't do Cleopatra. i got to focus on Wonder Woman 3 and, and, and Rogue Squadron. Then we're like, what is Rogue Squadron still happening? But now, based on this, it looks like Rogue Squadron still happening. Rob, you're wearing a Warner Brothers hat. Wonder Woman 2 going first. Wait, I should Wonder... take it off. <laughs> but what, um, what, what, what do you think of this uh, Rogue Squadron? I love that. Habit. What do you think of the Rogue Squadron? I mean, I'll be honest. Like, you know, it's promising for me to hear this, but I'm still in a situation, especially with this movie. Um, I'll believe it when I really see it. Like, it's like, it, this is so, it's so many problems. And just, just seeing that it, that's the date that they have planned and it, if that's the date that we have planned, then we should start hearing stuff like concrete stuff about it very soon. It, it's 12 Be- because it's I would December, assume that- tw- December, sorry, December 22nd, 20, uh, 2023. It's December 22nd, 2023. It's a Wednesday. It's the same day that an untitled Disney animation movie comes out. Sorry, Rob. Just sorry. Just wanted to let you know that's the date just so to, to fit onto your point. Well, yeah. So again, it gets me thinking about it then because then it'll probably start shooting well before the end of the year, I would think. And if it's actually happening, if this is going to be the date, then we'd have to start hearing about stuff fairly soon, I would imagine. Right. Like, and, and I'll only believe it if that starts happening. If we get our first casting announcement within the next three or four months, then I'll be like, oh, maybe this date's going to actually hold. But as of right now, and the way this is, this whole part has been going with Lucasfilm and their directors and pa- the Padgett and stuff that has already been, you know, we know about, I'd be surprised if this date is actually going to happen. But, you know, at the same time, hearing that uh, reputable sources are saying that this looks to be true gives me some hope. Well, it looks to be true that the report that this listing of upcoming Disney films is true, not necessarily that the movie's coming out that day is true. 
Right, that that's the that's the targeted release date for this movie, Stuart. That's what they're saying. But, but but if if they have a new targeted release date and that's it, then that gives me hope. Is what what what, what I'm really saying. But uh, that's right. the only that's that's the only question. But uh, as of right now, and seeing their what they would have to have on on tap over the next couple months, uh, makes me doubt it a little bit. Barry, do you doubt it? I do. I'm skeptical. <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Um, I don't, I, yeah, based on, you know, I'd have to see a little bit better from Patty Jenkins personally. Um, I think the Star Wars has their winning team. It's in the Mandalorian crew. So I think I'd be a little more confident if they brought some of them on as maybe not directors, but consultants are generally playing some part of a foundational role in some of the decision-making I think would give me a little more hope. And again, I go back to our video game conversation. I mean, Rogue Squadron was a beloved game for a reason back in the day on the N64. I mean, the formula is there to create a winning movie. You just need some people to execute it correctly. And then if you want to add and modify some things, do it. People are going to go see it. And I think Star Wars fans in general, we've all been waiting for those epic dog fights that we so missed out on. I mean, one of my favorites, my favorite probably from the Disney era is Rogue One. I mean, the the dog fight in that was just phenomenal. And I'm like, you need to take that, throw in episode three, and then blow it to kingdom come with expectations. And you're going to draw your Star Wars fans in there and you're going to unite them. You're going to get profit. I mean, it's a win, 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 win. It, I guess for me, I think the common sense aspect of it seems so simple, but I'm a little concerned of the Hollywood studios are going to kind of, you know, stick their noses in or not let the people who've done successes do what they need to do to make the movie successful. So off to hold out, but thank you for uh, letting me know about best pin uh, bulletin. I'm usually on Reddit for that information. So well, you know, it's got a little more credibility. I'm going to have to read up. <laughs> oh, wait, here, here's the first cancel, casting announcement. Tom Cruise is going to be in. Red Tom Spot. Cruise is in. Yeah. Actually, then it would probably happen though. <laughs> it sounds like um, a meme. <laughs> I got, I got to say earlier today, I read an article. It was an interview with Rick Femi. You on. Oh, I can't remember who did the interview. I'm sorry, but. Um, and he said he loved working on Star Wars and the team and, and how Favreau, Filoni, and Kennedy were like the, the shepherds of that. And they brought everybody in. But he said it was a team themselves that told the stories. Apparently, he's going to be directing episodes of Andor. That's the rumor. If that's the case, I'm freaking excited. But what he said, though, is to your point, Barry, is they have the team, right? The Kennedy, Favreau, Filoni. And the thing that everyone seems to overlook when it comes to Mandalorian and Boba Fett, the thing that they overlook all the time. And because I talked about this on the Rebel Scum podcast the other day, is like everyone was obsessed with, with oh, Bryce Dallas Howard needs to do a Star Wars movie. Oh, Dave Filoni needs to do a Star Wars movie because they like the episodes that they did of the Boba, Book of Boba Fett. And that's great. And maybe they should do a Star Wars movie, and I'm okay with that. But what everybody's forgetting is that Kathleen Kennedy and John Favreau and Filoni are the ones that brought these directors in. Right, like, and what you're saying is Star Wars doesn't have a Kevin Feige, and everyone likes to pretend that Kathleen Kennedy is Ke is Kevin Feige, but she's not. She's the head of Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm is more than Star Wars. It's Indiana Jones. That's pretty much it. But there's <laughs> Howard the Duck. There's more going on there at Lucasfilm. So she's not the Feige. But you have like Favreau and Filoni, like you said, and I just think that like they have a winning combination there. They have like these two minds have gotten together. And they're a piece of Lucas, of George Lucas that no longer exists. And they're a piece of that. And what they did with The Mandalorian by bringing in all these other directors, these talented people, 
who maybe you heard of, maybe you didn't, maybe Bryce Dallas Howard didn't really do much before that in terms of, of nonfiction, but they brought them in, they bought in, and they brought their own sensibilities to what they were doing. And now we're like, man, I wish these people would do Star Wars. And I think you're right. I think when it comes to the movies, they need maybe Favreau, Filoni, Kennedy. Maybe they're the trio that oversees what's going on with the live action movies. And they say, hey, you know, who? why don't we take the movies in this direction? And they don't have to necessarily write them or direct them, but they get they hire a writer who they trust. The writer writes it. Then they hire Bryce Tallis Howard or Rick Femiua or or Deborah Chow or something like that. And they and they, because they they know they seem to know. Who has the, even in Book of Boba Fett, which I loved, but people were like, Wah! the second episode of Book of Boba Fett, I can't remember who directed that episode, but she did a fantastic freaking job. People loved that episode. Hi, Disney Desi. We're just wrapping up. <laughs> but, but people <laughs> love that. People love that episode of the Book of Boba Fett. And this is someone that they pulled out and they put in. So I think, Barry, to your point, I think you're absolutely right. They have the perfect combination. Um, Patty Jenkins could be a part of that combination for all we know, but yeah, I, that's how I feel, man. Give it to them. Let them guide it. Let them figure it through. Rob. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you're, you're preaching to the choir when you're asking me whether, uh, Filoni and, uh, Favreau should be involved, uh, you know, controlling star Wars in this future. I mean that they're the number one crew to, to, to do it. Like simple as that to me. And I think also what's interesting of that aspect that I don't really hear much talked about is I didn't know like, um, like Robert Rodriguez isn't a Screen Actors Guild member. And that to me, no, he I, backed out because of uh, um, what was the? the correct movie me if I'm wrong. Then, no, but no, I he, like... he 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 turned it down. Sorry, Barry, he turned it down for yes. Sin City because he wanted Frank Miller to co-direct, and the Directors Guild said the only people that can co-direct had to be like related or brother brothers and siblings and stuff like that. They had to be related, and so he backed out of the Directors Guild, and that is your knowledge. All right. <laughs> but I like the fact that they're pulling in outsiders. I think that's the winning formula here. Lucas himself was an outsider. So I think that's the winning formula here is yes, you have Hollywood procedures, organizations, deadlines, profit to meet, but you've got to bring the outsider in because they're going to look in with a fresh point of view and say, yeah, I understand that you want to do a, B and C because that's what you've always done, but we need to think over here and then let them experiment. And the, hopefully they have the, you know, the rapport and, experience to back up what they're saying and i think that's why the mandalorian and book of boba fett and those series are doing well is because you've got that element that was missing a couple of years ago yeah 100 percent. i mean uh yeah and and, and we're, when you're even talking about something like the mcu and stuff like that right like they're not like you know taking all these well-known directors and stuff like that and having them direct properties with us right like you know John Watts has now just done three uh, Spider-Man movies. And I think before he did Homecoming, you'd be hard pressed to know somebody that really knew his name. Cop well. car. Cop car. But there you go. <laughs> I, love, I, love, but, I love cop car. I love cop car. Yeah. But I just mean that he wasn't a, uh, a, a name that everybody knew, right? No. Like, you know, yeah. Like it's not like, um, uh, for the DCU, right? Like Zack Snyder was a fairly known name even by that point when he went to go do Man, Man of Steel, right? He'd already done his 300. He'd done his Dawn of the Dead. Like, you know, he he had a big repertoire of movies that people would have known him for. Meanwhile, not, not so much with, you know, guys like John Watts, even like Peyton Reed. Like, you know, you, you, would, you could look at his IMDb and know his movies and stuff like that, but they, they weren't guys that were like, you know, 
uh, top of their field and ones that instantly came to mind when you thought of direct uh, biggest directors in Hollywood. It's just they came in with their fresh perspectives, and now you got John Watts, who's literally on top of the Marvel world right now, especially now that he gets to do Fantastic Four next. And the the, the big thing is 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 movies are the the Marvel movies, the Star Wars movies are different from traditional movies in that the more of TV shows. Which makes sense for Favreau and Filoni because they understand who they need, who they can hire to fit into the mold and bring their own sensibilities to it. And look, if Rogue Squadron happens, I'm excited. Like I'm going to go see it. I'm not. My my biggest concern that I've always said is we have Mandalorian, we have Book of Boba Fett, we're getting Ahsoka, we're getting Andor, we're getting Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, we're getting Mandalorian again. You know, we're getting all this stuff on the on the streaming side. Like, what is going to entice me about rogue squadron to go see it on the big screen when i have all of this stuff on the small screen that i can look forward to that's my my big thing um but anyway we got it we, we ain't going too long guys i gotta let you go back to your your lunch or your dinner or whatever you're doing barry's got a different time zone he's like i don't even know what's going on so we're gonna wrap it up right now but guys thanks so much for being uh, on casual friday with me i hope you're all wearing like pants or something like jogging yeah, pants. So you know. that. <laughs> no, 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 no pants Friday over here. No pants I'm, Friday. I'm, That's what we should I'm, 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 I'm still on China time. I, th- I think it's like 4 a.m. here. Yeah. yeah, Rob, I was surprised you did this with me. You bailed yesterday, <laughs> but you did it today. That's great. But anyway, guys, thanks so much. Do you have anything you guys want to plug along? Like anything that you want people to, to gravitate to and plug? Rob, you've got to plug your review of Batman on Wednesday night. You got to plug that. Plug absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come and see it on this very channel. I'm going to talk about it and then post it immediately afterwards. It'll probably only be like a minute or something like that, but still. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be. I I will tell you right now, there will be no spoilers. And whatever I talk about, there will be no spoilers. Friday, Friday here on the channel, all spoilers all day. Barry, anything you want to plug? Are you going to. Do you want to join us on Friday's spoiler chat for Batman, even if you haven't seen it yet? <laughs> sure, I'm the guy who likes spoilers, so I try not to say much during those uh, key time periods. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, love how chatting with everyone here. Love the chat. You guys are girls are very entertaining. Um, if you enjoy independent film and audio dramas, follow me on social media. You can find me at CS Maverick Alliance or a variation of that. Um, and so I've got some content coming later on. As you can see behind me, that's a. Or, that is a sword from Final Fantasy X. I do prop building, uh, costume designs, uh, lots of fun things kind of coming my way. So if you enjoy that aspect of filmmaking, feel free to chat me up. I'm always open to talk about it. Enjoy it. Yeah, you you have you you DM me all the time with like, look at what I'm making, and I'm like, son of a, can you move closer to me so we can work on a movie together? Uh, <laughs> but. Oh uh, yeah, Barry. No, you do. You have some great uh, prop. I guess we'll call it prop prop designs, and you create some cool looking stuff. I don't want to say cosplay because it's not always cosplay. Not yet. You, I'm like, working on. No, it. yeah, it's great though. It's fantastic. <laughs> but guys, thanks so much for joining me on this Friday. It's very casual, good time talking. Everything we talked about, we went way way over time. This could be next week's schedule Friday as well. We can cut this in half and do it next week. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. I really really appreciate it. And to everybody watching. Uh, thanks for watching along. Thanks for commenting along. Thanks for having a good time with us. And uh, as uh, I like to wrap up all these shows and say, may you be the master of your own universe. Mm-hmm.